Hike the trail? Check. Order takeout? Check. Schedule heart checkup? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by ShopFootsall.com. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. All right, Simon Provan. We get to jump into the wonderful world of Major League Soccer, a league that we are very big fans of. You with your Portland Timbers, me with my New England Revolution. And now we get an opportunity to head to the East Coast, to the District of Columbia, to the hallowed halls of D.C. United. And now we get a chance to speak with goalkeeper Andrew Dykstra of D.C. United here on Two Up Front. Andrew, good afternoon and welcome to Two Up Front. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Well, you are welcome. Andrew, we got to ask immediately, how are you doing with the injury? How's recovery going? Are you feeling any better? Are we going to see you on the field anytime soon? Yeah, injuries coming along. Um, it was pretty unfortunate timing, uh, you know, when, when Hamid had um, taken on his injury. But we were uh, we were in L.A., slipped a disc uh, in my back and, and uh, didn't really set in until the, the five-hour plane ride, which doesn't help anybody with a back issue. No, not at all. Um, yeah, so got it, got it taken care of. Um, yeah, the surgeons are pretty optimistic about my return. They think, Still got a couple more weeks of, um, you know, trying to get the strength and speed back and all that stuff. But uh, no, I probably a couple more weeks, um, you know, in terms of play time and all that. That's kind of up to up to Benny. So we'll we'll kind of cross that bridge once we get to that point. Yeah, you mentioned the uh, the unfortunate timing about it too, because Bill had just gone down fairly recently, and then mm-hmm. everybody was excited to see what you were capable of doing. And then, as you mentioned, the timing kind of worked the way it did and it's kind of been unfortunately a little bit of the story of your career a little bit though you've been back and forth in and out with different teams and different clubs even within the league as a whole too is this one of those Mm -hmm. things where you were just kind of sitting at home thinking about you're like come on like give me just give me one little break here soccer gods yeah yeah Uh, i mean if if you dwell on it and you keep thinking about it which i definitely did a couple days before surgery it drives you absolutely mental um but, you know, you got to kind of just put that stuff aside and focus on yourself. And, you know, I, I, the the thing is, you know, I, I'm not an injury-prone guy. I spent um, almost my entire uh, professional career without an injury or surgery. I didn't miss a day. And then, you know, there was the Achilles a few years ago that came out of nowhere. Um, bounced back from that. Got game time last year. Things were rolling. And then, yeah, this, this happened again. Um, it was pretty unfortunate. But, uh you know, I, like I said, I can't can't dwell on it. Otherwise, it just drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I look at it as a very positive thing. Not that you're injured, Andrew, but um, you know, looking over your career, how you were undrafted, but you you made your way into the uh, Chicago Fire lineup, mm-hmm. and uh, eventually made your way as the starting goalkeeper after after they uh, they waived John Bush, and um, you know, we saw you play 
with Charleston Battery and then make yourself back up, find yourself back up in the league again. So how do you, how do you keep pushing yourself through? I mean, it's, it's a very positive thing that obviously you continue to play professionally. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, you're, you're in the top league in the U.S. And then, as I said, you go down to USL Pro, but then you find your way back up to MLS. How, how, how do you do that as a fighter? Um, you know, it, I think a lot of it is, it's just good timing. You know, I, I know that there's some folks that this ha- that happens to where they get bounced out of the league and they kind of, you know, their head gets down or they just settle for, for where they're at. Um, and, and, you know, they, I mean, they just kind of accept, accept what it is. And, you know, for me, I was single at the time, which is great. Cause you know, I, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I was, I was, yeah, I was you dating. Didn't have any I was dating. Yeah, exactly. I didn't have any. I wasn't married. I should say I wasn't sure. married. There you go. But uh, you know, you have the ability to kind of to kind of go where you need to go and do what you need to do. And and my girlfriend then, who's now my wife, you know, she's kind of like you know, get it done and and we'll uh, we'll kind of sort it out. You know, didn't have any kids. Um, you know, and my my whole life has been athletics. Um, you know, I was, I did swimming for a short time. I wrestled as a kid. I, uh, I played football, could have gone to college to play football as a wide receiver. Um, you know, stuck with soccer and I've always been an athlete, you know, to, to have size, strength and speed kind of always gives me a great base to, to push from. Cause you know, when, when you have those, <laughs> those things, you can always, you know, then you, then you focus on the skills and, you know, when I went to Charleston, it was, you know, I, I wanted, I saw it as an opportunity. Um, you know, what can I do here that gets me back to the next level? Sure, and, yep. Which is um, good to have that mentality, too. Exactly. I mean, and the same thing was, was out of college. You know, I, I came out and no one drafted me. I wasn't invited to the MLS Combine. Um, I went to Europe to do some training just to kind of buy some time to see, wait to see who might be interested in the States. Uh, and I was doing it in Germany, and they kind of said to me, they're like, you know, your feet aren't where they should be as a professional goalkeeper. So hmm. when I came back to Chicago, every single day after training was kicking with my left foot or, you know, trapping balls or whatever it is. So, you know, those days John Bush was, was playing my first year, I was I was working on my feet. So I'm always picking up, you know, the bottom part of my game. Hmm. Um, well, he's a good guy to learn thing, from, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, the uh, same thing happened when I went to Charleston. I went to Charleston and I looked back and I said, you know what, you know, these are probably things I could improve on or need to improve on. And I did. Um, and then I was kind of lucky enough that in my off season with Charleston, I, I'm from Woodbridge, Virginia. Um, my agent at the time had kind of said to them, you know, Andrew's around if you need a training partner and came in and they said, yeah, you know, we want you back next year for a contract. Worked out. Yeah, it's interesting, the evolution of the goalkeeper. Um, you know, 20, 25 years ago, a goalkeeper with feet was was a rarity. <laughs> but now it's a necessity. Yeah. You know, 20 years ago, making a back pass to your goalkeeper was a nail-biting adventure in a game. But uh, yeah. but, <laughs> but now, it's as I said, it's a necessity. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, so, you know, what kind of, if you were to talk to young kids out there about being a goalkeeper and, and obviously working with your feet, what kind of things could they be doing as a goalkeeper? You know, what kind of, are, are the exercises different working with goalkeepers feet versus a field player? I think so. Um, because I'm, I, I'm very big on specificity. So, 
you know, if, if you're a forward and you want to work on your feet, you know, you should, you should work on trapping balls that are, you know, being in swung because you're typically going to see crosses or you should learn to trap and play with balls with your, your back to the goal or someone hanging off of you. Um, for me as a goalkeeper, um, everything is in front of me. So you, you always see the field. You typically have a little bit more time, uh, on the ball than, you know, say a midfielder or defender, stuff like that. So, uh, you, for me, it's kind of like, you know, if you're going to have that time, you better make the right decision with the ball. Um, so I would say to any youth, you know, p- put yourself in the goal. Um, have your dad or your teammates or whoever mm-hmm. it is hit it back from different angles. Um, have them challenge you by hitting, you know, bouncers in and learning to trap it, play out the other way, play the same side. You know, try and mimic as much as you can what you would do in a game. And um, I almost, I almost got to think that for those dads who actually can't play, who are thinking, I, I, I can't take shots on my son. I don't know how to shoot. That's actually the best kind of person to take a shot because exactly. they're totally unpredictable. Go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. I understand. I was there as a youth. My, uh, my dad was a, um, he wrestled in college, so I, I wasn't getting any training from him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have to ask you before we, we just switch gears here a little bit, Andrew. You were born in Honolulu, Hawaii, and I'm a little curious mm-hmm. curious about that to now where we find you in, in D.C. How wh- how in the world did you end up in Honolulu? Uh, Dad is a Marine. Oh. He's, uh, a, uh, yeah, he's a retired Marine colonel. Um, wow. So I was, I was born in Hawaii. We lived in Okinawa, Japan for a short time. Uh, went to Norfolk, Virginia, Southern California, and then I went to middle school and high school um, in Northern Virginia. He worked; he was either at Aquantico or or DC. Wow! Uh, okay. Until, until he retired, yeah. Wow. Well, let me just say that it makes sense where your tenacity comes no from. Kidding. Knowing your dad Absolutely. was a marine, and uh, without <laughs> with, with, at the risk of sounding trite, uh, you know, we do thank your father for his service to this country. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's great. Was that something? I mean, since your father was so distinguished in the Marines at all, was that something that ever crossed your mind about a possible career path, or were you always hell bent on wanting to play soccer? It's funny you say that. Um, when I was younger, I was actually, and I still kind of am, a huge American football fan. Um, and hey, we're, we're, was, uh, we're from Wisconsin. We get yeah, it. We're, we're big Packers we're, fans. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it might even sound stranger because my dad's from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Ah. So we grew up watching, you know, I, I grew up watching Barry Sanders on TV. Sure. Uh, you know, Michigan football, Michigan State he had on. So I was always fascinated by football and I always wanted to be, you know, big, strong, fast, be a wide receiver, do all that stuff. Um, and I was, I was, uh, lucky to have the ability to do it in um in high school but didn't didn't really work out the way you know i was soccer would have that Mm. i predicted (laughs) and i was right which was good but uh um yeah uh Sorry, I got off course. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Yeah, I, well, uh, I, I will. I will say it's it's uh, it's got to be kind of amazing that so you grew up in Grand Rapids watching all this football. I'm sure both Michigan State and Michigan. And who would have yep. thought that you know 20 years down the road you're watching Real Madrid and Manchester United play in the big yep. house? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and I, I, had, I definitely um, there were there were people that you know I've I grew up with or I I knew in Camp Pendleton when we lived there or I knew you know in Norfolk. And they, when I grow up, they find me on Facebook, and they're like, "Man, I thought you would have been a Marine." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah. that's a good assumption, though. If I if they didn't know yeah. any better, yeah. I know. I, as a kid, too, you know, my, my dad is 
huge into uh, American history. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so when we when we drove across country both times <laughs> from California and then back, um, we visited every single battlefield fort, <laughs> and yeah. so my my knowledge base <laughs> with with uh, you know military history, especially you know with the U.S., is pretty good. Um, and just having known everything and what I did, you know, everybody says that. Like, oh, I thought you would have been in the Marines, hmm. and, but you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I was kind of a younger kid that had just a ton of energy. And when I finally told my parents, like, yeah, you know, I, I want to get serious with soccer, they're like, you know, more power to you. It keeps, <laughs> keeps you busy and running out of your energy. And, sure. Um, they didn't realize yeah, the potential that, that you had at that time. They were just more concerned about you not being as obnoxious at home than as a little kid. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much exactly what I want. Well, it's very... Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, the thing, you know, like, you know, couple of years go by and I was actually a forward until I was probably about 15 or 16. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of always the athlete on the team. Um, and it, it kind of transferred nicely in, into goalkeeping and yeah. Um, you know, it was just kind of like, just like one opportunity fell in your lap after another. And then I just kind of seized it. So it went from, you know, just, playing kick around to finding a, a travel team. And then it was like, Oh, you're okay at this. And then I made the high school team. You're like, okay, you're all right. And then, you know, I said, you know, I, I found that you could get scholarship money to play soccer. So I said, yeah, let's try for it. Why <laughs> and, not? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Once, once that worked, I said, you know, I, I think I have a realistic possibility of playing professionally. And I, I, I mean, not everybody, you know, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of great players that just don't have the opportunity or don't, aren't, aren't given a chance um, especially in the States, you know, like when I, you got to kind of take a sacrifice because when I started at, at Chicago, the, um, the old, uh, the mold minimum league minimum was, was, uh, was it 12, was 18 five? grand. 18. Okay. No, okay. It had just jumped to 18. So I was like the last generation to see the, <laughs> the, the poverty salary. <laughs> yes. Um, Literally. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. So wow. you kind of got to, and there's not there's I mean there's not a lot of people that are willing to to do that and to say you know what like I'm gonna make the most of this mm -hmm. and they say you know kind of forget about it uh, and there's other guys that just they just don't get the invite or they don't I mean I, I could think every every professional athlete unless you're just an absolute superstar when you're a kid younger you know you need you need a little bit of luck or you need an opportunity yeah and no exactly. Yeah, well, and, sure. you know, you even look at baseball players in minor league, they're not they're not making tons of money either. No. Um, but, yep. you know, your father being a Marine and you being a professional soccer player, I guess it's only fitting that you end up with uh, D.C. United playing in our nation's capital. You know, we're, and we're talking about uh, we're talking with Andrew Dykstra here on two up front soccer. Let's focus in on D.C. United a little bit. I, we know you're injured. Um, it's been a rough season so far, though, Andrew. And mm -hmm. uh <laughs> What are you guys doing to try to right this ship right now? Um, you know, I, I don't think that there's a lot of distress in the locker room. People believe in, in what, you know, what our abilities are. Um, and, and fortunately, it's, it's, it's much better. It's leagues ahead of the 2013 season where we, had, <laughs> you know, we only won a couple of games. Sure. But, um, it, it is nice to know what a team like that looks like. And then you look at your team now and you go, yeah, you know, we had rough times, but you know, we have good strings. We're, we're playing well. You've good players. We got the right people in place. So, you know, it's, 
I, I can't I can't speak for the coaching staff as sure. to what changes they want to make, but I can say that they do have the players in the clubhouse to get the job done, mm-hmm. and I think that that's kind of what a lot of people are um, are counting on. Do you think some of the issue maybe with the the lack of wins right now has been because it's been kind of a, a rotating carousel of goalkeepers this year? I mean, goalkeepers at no. the no, no, I don't think so. I I know, I I don't know what how that could affect uh, a play a field player's mentality. You know, I know sometimes if if you really have a goalkeeper that you do not trust, I'm sure that that can weigh mentally on on a group as a whole. But that being said, you know, Travis came in, didn't make any mistakes. You know, he he was learning. He did his job. He did well. He came up with a couple saves mm-hmm. um, to keep us in games. You know, and then he just like just like I had my streaks uh, the past couple of years. You know, he did too. He kind of kind of got acquainted with the group, and they got used to the way he plays, and it kind of it worked out. Um, but Bill's Bill's you know heading back in within the next couple of weeks, so which is great. Um, He's a very special player, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, so I think you know I think that 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 probably gives I, I would assume that gives some players some motivation. Um, you know, there's just a little bit confidence and, you know, maybe, I mean, I know that they, they change, there's more changeover in hockey with goalkeepers, you know, with the, with the ups and downs sure, and they yeah. kind of change them in and out to, to spark a group. Um, but this, you know, maybe, maybe that could, could happen with us. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Hey, that's the beautiful thing about soccer is that anything can happen on any given day. Exactly. Well, Andrew, we really appreciate you taking the time today. Andrew Dykstra, the goalkeeper for DC United. And we look forward to hopefully seeing you back out on the field sometime soon, Andrew. Good luck with the rest of your recovery, and uh, we'll hope to have you back on the program again in the future. Uh, thanks again, guys. Appreciate it. You thanks, are welcome. Andrew. We're going to run to a break. Right. When we come back, we've got more in store for you here on Two Up Front. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Two Up Front, presented by ShopFutsal.com. Whether you're having a not-moving-off-the-couch-while-you-watch-the-game kind of day or a no-time-between-conference-calls kind of day, it can still be a delicious Dunkin' kind of day. And with Dunkin' now available on DoorDash, it's easier than ever to get your faves brought right to your door. So if you're looking for coffees, donuts, and breakfast sandwiches in the morning, craving some afternoon snack and bacon, or in need of Dunkin' refreshers for a PM pick-me-up, we've got you covered. Order now and get your faves brought to your door through Grubhub, Uber Eats, and DoorDash. Price and participation may vary. Exclusions apply. America runs on Dunkin'. Whether you're having a not-moving-off-the-couch-while-you-watch-the-game kind of day or a no-time-between-conference-calls kind of day, it can still be a delicious Dunkin' kind of day. And with Dunkin' now available on DoorDash, it's easier than ever to get your faves brought right to your door. So if you're looking for coffees, donuts, and breakfast sandwiches in the morning, craving some afternoon snack and bacon, or in need of Dunkin' refreshers for a PM pick-me-up, we've got you covered. Order now and get your faves brought to your door through Grubhub, Uber Eats, and DoorDash. Price and participation may vary. Exclusions apply. America runs on Dunkin'. 